Welcome to the Who Cares Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Hedinger. Care matters. You feel better when you know somebody cares about you. And people feel better when they know you care about them. But there is so much more. Mastering caring skills equips you to engage with people around some very heavy subjects when they need care and help the most. And as people respond to you, you will be energized to realize that your care is making a difference. But most of all, when people of faith care effectively, the world is able to experience God's love and care. So we're here with stories and with leaders to talk about grief, trauma, addiction, mental illness, poverty, and more so that we can find the answer to the questions, how can we care better? What can we do to provide the best care? In today's podcast, I talk about prayer, but I talk about a rhythm of prayer with a very special number, the number 52. The number 52, it comes from Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 15, where Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days, a time of accelerated achievement. And I believe if you use this in your care ministry and in your prayer ministry, it will bring accelerated results uh, to your ministry as well. But before you hear uh, my thoughts on Pray 52, uh, I want you to know that this podcast is brought to you by Best Care Ministry. For more real-life stories about care and useful resources and important organizations that care for people, go to our website, bestcareministry.com. It's a great opportunity for you to get informed and connected with the care ministry world. And you can also support us financially with a one-time or a recurring gift by going to the donate or the give page of our website. That will greatly help us continue to produce these podcasts and and provide materials uh, that you can use in training and people to care so that you can thrive in your care ministry. And you thrive in your care ministry so that people feel God's love. And that makes a difference. Now, let's listen to my thoughts on Pray 52. Today I'm talking about prayer but not just about prayer, a rhythm of prayer. If we can break our year down into seasons to where it's not just praying every day or two or three times a week or praying continually, but if we can have seasons of prayer throughout the year, our prayer can become more focused. And one of the things I noticed about this focus of prayer is when I pray in this rhythm, big things happen in my life. When I get this rhythm as the foundation for my prayer life, then I can insert into it the specific request I have for my family and friends, for my own spiritual development, for the needs of the people that I'm praying for and caring for, and uh, for uh, requests I have and desires I uh, need God's help in and for worship and praise and, and all of the normal things we think of when we think of prayer. But many times 
we don't think about this rhythm. As a matter of fact, I'm the first person I ever heard really emphasize this rhythm. So what is the rhythm? It comes from Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 15. And it says that Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. Well, I was getting ready to head off to a prayer retreat, and I had the radio tuned into K-Love, and the verse of the day was somewhere around there. It might have even been that verse. And the thought struck me, God never wastes words. Everything in Scripture has a meaning. So as I went away for this weekend of writing and thinking and a little bit of recreation and prayer, I just started thinking about this number 52. What does the number 52 even mean in Scripture? Or what within the number is contained that might somehow be a blessing to me? Is it just a historical fact, or is it there for a reason that I can actually use and benefit from? Well, here is what I came up with. And this is not by studying Greek or Hebrew. This is just by thinking about it over a weekend and applying it in my life for most of the last 10 or so years. The number 52 is made up of two very important numbers, the number 40 and the number 12. 40 plus 12 equals 52. Now, I know 52 plus 1 equals 52 also, but the, the important thing here is to recognize that within the number 52 are two very important biblical numbers. I don't know why I'm not really a numbers guy, but somehow this just grabbed my attention. And biblical numbers I like because I think it's just one more way of God revealing his ways and and his methods and putting his fingerprint on everything. So we know in the Bible, let's start with the number 40. The number 40, we know it rained 40 days and 40 nights during the flood of Noah. Moses went into the wilderness for 40 years. Uh, Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights before his earthly ministry began. So there are three huge areas where the number 40 is used. And the number 40 is used to signify a time of preparation, a time of purification. So if I take 40 days in a focused way, probably what's going to happen in my life is I'm going to experience some purification and some preparation for God's work in my life and through my life. I'm going to be in a better place. My prayers are going to be more focused, and I'm going to achieve more results. But I don't just go through a time of purification and preparation. Since the number's 52, I add to it the number 12. Now, we know there are a lot of 12s in the Bible. There were 12 disciples. There were 12 tribes of Israel. There's 12 gates around uh, 
the, the new Jerusalem. Uh, there's, there's a lot of 12s in the Bible. And the number 12 stands for complete. It stands for uh, establishing. And it stands for uh, God's divine rule and his way of doing things and this establishing a structure. So if I add that sense of establishment, that sense of divine rule to purification and preparation, and I turn that into my rhythm for prayer, that for 52 days I'm going to have a focused theme of prayer, then something meaningful could happen. Well, here's what has happened in my life. I decide, I discovered that when I have a focused 52 days on a prayer theme, I have accelerated results. Now, the accelerated results that happen in my life seem to also be what's included in that section of Nehemiah. Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. They had been torn down and in ruins for 70 years. And yet in 52 days, he rebuilt them. He rebuilt them with problems from within, opposition from without. The, the people he used were exiles that were coming back from a time of, uh, of being in exile, and they were coming back to their homeland to rebuild the walls. And this was a monumental task, and it happened at above average speed. Well, in today's world, we can't even build a house in 30 days or 52 days with, with all of the tools we have, with a whole crew of workers. But Nehemiah, with a group of exiles, in all of the difficulties surrounding that project, did this uh, huge work of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. So it was... Uh, a season of it. It was an accelerated uh, accomplishment. It was accelerated results. Something really big happened with Nehemiah rebuilding the walls in 52 days. So again, it's just me, and you can do it if you want to. But I sat back and I thought, well, if 40 plus 12 equals 52, Maybe there is a rhythm here of God preparing and purifying and then establishing to do something really special. So in my life, I started counting days and in a that I would use for a devotional period and for a period of prayer. And during that 52 days, I would read the same scripture. It could be uh, a small portion of scripture, or it could be a book of the Bible, but I would stay on that one scripture for 52 days, and I would keep track of the beginning day and the ending day, and then I would do the same thing with my prayer life. I may have a theme that would run through those 52 days, or a series of prayer requests, or a rhythm, and I would just keep track of how many times I bring these things before the Lord, and would 
would pay attention to it. Now, when I started doing this, I had no idea what would happen. I just did it because I tend to be a little ADHD, at least ADD, and and by getting so easily distracted and by being scattered, I just thought that this will give me a plan that that will help me. And in the very first series of 52 days, something remarkable happened in my life. It was an issue that Susan and my wife had uh, allowed to creep into our marriage. And since this is a podcast, I'm not going to go into the details of that. But it was something that we could not solve. It was something that, that we couldn't figure out. But during that 52 days, without even focusing on that item, there was a breakthrough and it was resolved. It was taken care of. It was put out of our marriage and it has never been back in. If you're really curious about it, you can shoot me an email and ask me what it was. And one-on-one, maybe we can talk about it. The second series of 52 days, I had another amazing thing happen. Uh, I received a very large check in the mail. I mean, it was large for me anyway. And it was at a time when we were going through financial difficulties. And the second thing was I hadn't even asked for the money and I hadn't solicited. I hadn't raised the funds, but I go to the mailbox. I open this envelope and lo and behold, I had a check for $20,000 that really helped me through a very difficult time. Now, I'm not saying we should pray just so that we get things, but I, I noticed this accelerated results. And I noticed my Bible reading tended to be more thorough when I would do something in repetition, repetition, read a scripture over and over and over and over again. It it would mean more to me because I would be getting it at different times of the day. I would be getting it in different moods. I would be getting it in different circumstances. Shoot, I'd even be getting it in different weather. You know, if you read something on a sunny day, sometimes it feels different than on a rainy day. If you read something on a cold day, it feels different than it does on a hot day. And so by reading a scripture over and over in a variety of different circumstances, I just felt like I knew and understood a fuller meaning of that scripture than if I just read it once or twice or or even for a week and, and studied it. But reading it for that extended period of time, and then the same thing was true with my prayer life and my prayer request. So since prayer is such an important part of care ministry, I want to focus on the prayer element of the 52 days. If Let's start with the 52 days. I'm going to have this on the website. It's going to be on the blog if you want to write down these dates. This is, these are the dates. The if you go through a year, here's one other thing that's very important. There are seven 52, seven 52s in a year. Seven is another number. It's the number of completion. It's the number of perfection. It's God's number. And the fact that there are seven 52s in a year 
only emphasizes to me that there really may be something here. 40 plus 12 equals 52, seven 52s in a year. So th- to me, this is a very special number with uh, a very special rhythm in it. Uh, January 1st to February 21st is the first 52 days of the year. And February 21st to April 14th is the second 52 days. I guess leap year may throw that off by a day, but we'll stick with those numbers for now. April 5th to June 5th, April 15th to June 5th, the third 52 days, June 6th to July 27th, the fourth set of 52 days, the the fourth season of 52 days, July 28th to September 17th, the fifth season of of 52 days. September 18th to November 8th, the sixth season of 52 days. And November 9th through December 31st, the seventh season of 52 days. I was working with a prayer team at my former church, Mountain View Christian Church in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, This wonderful prayer team that I dearly love, they prayed like it all depended on them. And we were discussing the 52s and the themes of the 52s, and we were planning 24 hours of prayer and different ways of praying and how to pray. And we thought there are seven overarching themes of prayer that we would like to remember, but how do you remember them? Well, if we assign each of those themes to one of these 52s, then we know that through the course of a year, we will pray an extended period of time on each of these important themes. So the first theme that we pray starting in January is we pray for revival of the church, that there will be a new movement of God within and through his church. Then the second 52, which covers Valentine's Day, uh, or is close to it, uh, we pray for relationships and forgiveness. We know there's a lot of conflict in the family. We know that some of the worst wounds in our world, some of the the greatest traumas uh, happen in broken relationships of divorce and abuse and and neglect. And so we pray for healing in those relationships and for forgiveness to take place. Uh, In the the third season of 52 days, we pray for uh, spiritual awakening, that people who are not awakened to the love of Christ Uh, to the life of Christ, to the reality of Christ, would have an awakening in their heart that God would move in a new way and, and would awaken hearts so that they would be responsive to the message of the love of Christ and, and God's care for them. And so that they would experience salvation. Then in the fourth season of 52 days, we pray for healing, physical healing, When I was logging the prayer request from a church ministry, and I was keeping track of it, the majority of prayer requests were for physical healing. There are so many prayer requests for healing from cancer. Uh, 
for healings from surgeries, from back pain, from arthritis. I mean, right now, I and the church I'm involved in in Ohio are fervently praying for the physical healing of our young pastor who's 37 years old and has uh, an aggressive form of leukemia. It only proves that we don't have to wait till these seasons to pray for any of these specific subjects. But if we have a season we focus on that, we develop our knowledge and skills in praying about that subject. And so that's why we have uh, a 52-day season, an extended season focused to that topic. But there is a need for praying for physical healing. And the Lord says, are any of you sick? Let them call the elders, anoint with oil, pray over this person. The prayer of faith will heal the sick. I don't understand all about praying for healing. I don't know why God seems to heal some and and definitely does not physically heal others. I don't understand. I write about it, and in the prayer section of the blog, uh, I wrestle with those topics like you probably do, but I believe we're supposed to pray about healing. So one season of 52 days is devoted to that. Then in July 28th through September 17th, we pray for society, for business, for education, for the entertainment industry, and any block of society that you can think of that where we we take for granted what's happening but we we need to pray for for business and for ethics in business and for safety in education and for morality in entertainment and for good messages to come through and and for the actors and the actresses that they might experience the the love of Jesus that will affect their lives instead of us just uh, observing them as uh, actors and actresses, um, for, for sports in our society. Uh, it's such a big role, and we have young people with exceptional skills athletically, but do they have the emotional maturity and, and mental uh, thought processes and the development of character that that will sustain them with their fame, with their wealth, and with their uh, athletic prowess. So to take 52 days and focus on each of these areas of our society, it, it makes us better citizens, it makes us more aware, but it also improves our prayer lives. Then we take 52 days to pray for our nation, our government, our people in authority. And that goes from September 18th through November 8th, which usually covers most election cycles as well. We can get mad at one side or get excited about the other side or get mad at both sides, but we've got people, humans, people with feet of clay who have very high and lofty positions and who make decisions that make a difference, and who are also uh, tempted in so many ways that maybe most of us don't even understand. 
who have pressures and scrutiny that, that few of us could live up to. Uh, oh, how we need to pray for our nation, for our government, for people in authority, and not just for our nation, but for nations around the world. In uh, a recent blog post, I wrote about the persecuted church and how in, uh, in nations around the world, uh, there is an amazing amount of persecution going on, and, and we should be praying about that. Probably we should be praying about it all the time, but if we take 52 days a year to focus on it, we will have a focused time on that prayer, which will undoubtedly help us know how to pray about it more throughout the rest of the year. And then November 9th through December 31st, we pray especially for the poor and the disenfranchised. We're told to care for the widow and the orphan. And in every city, every city has a poor section. Every city has people who are going through hard times. Each one of us at some time in our life goes through a hard financial time a job loss, uh, a foreclosure on a house, a car being repossessed, or we get overextended in debt and we've got a real heavy burden to bear. But if you go back over these other problems, I mean, sometimes through bad relationships and home, people have never had a good example of how to be a good steward and, and they are chronically poor. There are ministries and there are agencies in our town that help deal with these kinds of things. Uh, the, the disenfranchised, those who don't seem to fit into culture, and maybe they even do fit, but they feel like they don't fit. To pray about them will not only address this problem, but it will increase our hearts of compassion for other people, which will make us care more effectively. Now, this becomes a foundation for our prayer life. This just helps us focus and have a rhythm, have a discipline to be praying and covering all of these areas. And while we're doing this, we don't pray exclusively for that. But since this is the foundation, it opens up our minds and our hearts to then be praying, like I said earlier, for our personal spiritual growth for the needs, the concerns, the goals, the desires of our hearts that we can lift them to God. As we pray for our family, as we pray for our friends, as we pray for other specific needs that we know, as we pray for crises that are going on currently in our lives or around the world, as we pray for uh, uh, any other need that comes to us at that time, with this as the foundation, our prayer life becomes more complete. And to be able to offer this to your ministry, your caregivers, your, your whole church, and to develop a focused area, a focused rhythm of prayer, so that we aren't just looking at prayer requests continually, which bog us down, but there is there's a structure. And then keeping track of the days, and I would say even journaling the results. If you have happened in your life, what I have had happen in my life, 
not only will I see answers to prayer in the areas I'm praying for, but in my own life during that 52 days, something significant is going to take place. So this produces spiritual growth and progress in accomplishment of getting things done in my life. But just think about it. If every year I have seven major victories, well, that's incredible. That, that's amazing. And if every year of my life I have seven major victories, well, we know there will be many more smaller victories. Uh, and maybe some of those major victories will be really major victories, huge, life-changing victories. That is the beauty of 52. That is the beauty of using 52 as a discipline in our life to help us pray, to get closer to God, to get in the rhythm of, to get into his rhythm, to get into God's rhythm, and then to benefit from the accelerated results in our lives and in his work. Well, I hope this has been helpful to you. I hope you will find ways to use it. If you'd like to talk to me about it, if uh, you'd like me to come to your church and speak about it, just send me an email. That'd be the simplest right now, dan at bestcareministry.com. And you can also look for this on the blog, and I will have the general outline uh, there for you, and I'll have it in the prayer section so you can just print it and use it. Uh, it you certainly... Uh, are welcome to anything you find there on, on my blog site. And I hope it will, uh, will help you greatly. And I look forward to hearing your winning stories. So uh, let me know some of them too. Well, thanks so much for listening today uh, and listening to the 52s. Pray 52. Pray 52. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening to Pray 52. And there's some other people I want to thank as well. Zach Harder wrote and performed the opening music. And Jim Hedinger wrote and performed the closing song. He titles it, In the Midst of the Storm. Thanks to Andrew Hedinger for editing and publishing this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Best Care Ministry. Please help us grow Best Care Ministry. Subscribe, rate, share this podcast with colleagues, family members, uh, ministry leaders, and friends. And visit our website, bestcareministry.com. Comment on the blog post. Let's get the conversation about care ministry going. And you'll also find many more real-life care stories, resources, and organizations that provide very specialized care. Best Care Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. Please consider making a donation so that we can reach more people and offer more resources that help people thrive in care ministry so that more people feel God's love and so God is glorified. Thanks for listening. And now do something special. Take two minutes to be still. Think about what you just heard. Ask God to speak to you.
and listen to this music from Jim Hedinger. It's very contemplative time where you can just think. So be still and see what you hear. <laughs> 